African Times, Simpiwe Dana. This one titled Fellas Azania. If you've just joined us, welcome to it. Sound Awake is the name of the show. Shailen Dikumana standing in for Asanda Beta. And we have roughly 26 minutes together, if I'm not mistaken. Let's get into the wellness corner. And this morning we are looking on how to bounce back in life after a divorce. Now, divorce is a difficult process to go through. It's emotionally fraught, and even the most civilized of breakups can have a real mental toll and take a real mental toll on you. I can only imagine a life that you've built that is somewhat intertwined has to now break apart that should take quite a great deal from you and joining us on the line to help us further this conversation is paula quincy who is a relationship expert and an author of the books embracing conflict and embracing no good morning to you paula hi good morning to you and the listeners how are you doing Good thanks to you. I am fantastic. I'm excited to be talking about uh, this particular conversation because I believe that anything you've truly intertwined yourself into um, can sort of take tips from the conversation we're going to have. Most definitely. And it's something that, you know, people deal with on a daily basis. Now, Paula, I want to, to start by, I, I've never been married before, so this is a very new context to me in terms of conversation, but I can only imagine pulling away from something that you had wrapped yourself, sort of entangled yourself into must be difficult. What are some of the most challenging factors of a divorce? Well, obviously there are a lot of emotions involved and there's a potentially a lot of hurt and pain depending on how volatile the relationship was and whether, you know, who wanted the divorce and who initiated it. But also if there are children involved as well, because, you know, that adds another layer of complexity to it. So some of the common things that people struggle with is, you know, how am I going to cope on my own? Um, What's it going to be like being alone and lonely? How am I going to cope if I'm a single parent now because I don't have that day-to-day help that I was potentially getting from my partner? I have to do everything for myself now. Some people even struggle to, you know, just make decisions, basic decisions, because they're so used to having to rely or depend on their partner to make decisions when it comes to, you know, daily stuff around life. Now, the first thing that came to mind is a thought process around acceptance, right? Easier said than done, I can believe. However, I think that would be the foundational point. I don't know. Please correct me if I'm wrong here. How do you get to this place where you accept what currently stands before you. Absolutely, and that's part of the process. You know, when when a relationship ends or a marriage ends, it's almost the same as going through a death. You know, that's the death of the relationship. And we do, we struggle to accept that it's over and that this person is no longer a part of our lives and we have to let go of some of the dreams and aspirations that we were holding on to in terms of what our future was going to look like and, you know, where we were going to end up one day and old and sitting together on the on the patio, you know, sharing our golden years together. And so we have to let go of those dreams and those aspirations and, and accept that that's all gone and it's, we're only going to be taking away the memories with us from the life that we have shared together. You said memories and I literally just felt my heart swell a bit because I can imagine that this there's this contrast between appreciating what once was versus letting go of what now is. How do you give in to your feelings during this kind of experience? How do you let yourself go and feel everything so as to heal from it? Well, first of all, we're not taught how to be in a relationship with pain. So often we will try and avoid it or numb it by 
other coping mechanisms. So things like, you know, substance abuse, alcohol, uh, sleeping tablets, pain medication, um, impulsive shopping, those kind of things. So the most important thing is that we have to allow our time, ourselves the time to grieve the death of the relationship and process the emotions that are going on inside of us. Because we'll typically go through a, a, an emotional roller coaster. There's some days we we may be appreciative because we can see the good that you know we that we take with us but on other times you know we can feel angry we can feel resentful we can feel frustrated we can feel you know a, a range of emotions and this is where it helps to go and actually speak to a professional or someone that can help you process what you're experiencing and what you're going through now you made mention of an even I, I don't want to say even worse because that would be underestimating what people go through emotionally. So there's a greater complex when there are children involved, right? How do you navigate through a co-parenting system without sort of outrightly imposing your sentiments or your feelings and emotions on the children involved? And this is where it requires being mature adults to be able to in that moment, put your differences aside because this is about the children and what's best for the children. And what children need at this very moment is they need emotional stability. So they need to know that whether they go to mom or whether they go to dad, that things are going to be as stable as possible in terms of, you know, it's, it's trying to minimize the disruption to their lives. So first of all, as parents agreeing, if you can, um, when and how and who is going to, you know, see the kids? Is what's that routine going to look like? How who's going to be seeing them? What number of days of the week? Because there's different parenting plans. It also depends on the age of the children as well in terms of those age-appropriate decisions. And again, if you're not unable to do this yourself because things are still volatile and painful, you can go and speak to a mediator or someone that can help you put a co-parenting plan in place. Now. After you just said that, I thought to myself, there might be emotions that have sort of wrapped you, your children and your partner or your former spouse together. How do you deal with that, that volatility where perhaps your child's face reminds you of your partner? You know, there are little nuances that, that sort of tie themselves in in a relationship and it can somewhat overwhelm you. How do you deal with that aspect? Well, that, that is going to happen. They say that the year of the first is the hardest. So the first anniversary, the first Christmas, the first birthday, without that person in your life. And there are going to be things that are going to trigger memories, you know, places you go to, music you hear, um, smells that you smell, all of those kind of things. And so this is where it's important that people do the self-work uh, on themselves to understand why the relationship ended, what contributed to that, how do we acknowledge that and embrace that in terms of acceptance and then getting the closure that you need to be able to move forward and not imposing it on the children because the children are the innocent victims here. The children didn't ask the parents to get divorced. The parents have chosen to get divorced and to end their relationship. And so this is where it's your responsibility as an adult, as hard as it is, while you're going through this to also be there for the children and I think this is where it's important that we teach children that it's okay on days to feel sad that it's okay to cry that it's okay to you know sometimes be frustrated and angry but it's how you express it and how you deal with those emotions which is teaching them healthy coping mechanisms 
So, Paula, I want us to get into a bit of a break, but on the other side of this, I want us to talk about support and reaching out to loved ones. Sound Awake on SAFM, 3 to 5 a.m. 43 minutes after 4 a.m. Central African time on the line. We have Paula Quincy, who is a relationship expert and the author of Embracing Conflict and Embracing No. And we're currently discussing how to bounce back uh, from a divorce or after a divorce. And we were getting to this place, Paula, where we were going to be talking about how to reach out for help. I think that could also prove to be difficult during this time to sort of seek help through loved ones and professional help. Definitely, because often you know, people, well, the stigma associated with going through a divorce or going through a painful experience is often what prevents people from, speak, from speaking up. You know, they feel that they're weak, that they can't cope with things, and you know, they, they don't want to. Often, the embarrassment of I'm now going through a divorce or I'm a divorcee prevents people from speaking up and speaking out. And you know, this is the, one of the most important times where you need to surround yourself with a support structure that you can tap into as and when you need to. Um, what's important, though, is from a friends and family point of view is to find someone that is unbiased and that is able to hold the space for you while you process your emotions and um, be able to hold an objective view. Now, naturally, loved ones, we are loyal towards the people that we care about and we love, you know, but it's also about helping people process the the situation and their emotions by also looking and reflecting inwards and taking accountability for their role in what has contributed to the relationship ending. Now, I think of the context of loved ones and I think, and perhaps this is not the best way to think of it, is that you also need to connect with yourself. You are your own loved one, so to speak. How do you get to this place where you rediscover yourself and you kind of get to the idea and the understanding that you're now an individual again uh, by looking through uh, at yourself through self-introspection and other forms of activities that allow you to see self and appreciate self and notice that it's going to be okay after this grievance time period. And this is true. People often struggle with re-identifying themselves and and reclaiming themselves and connecting with themselves because for so long they've been a part of something and someone that um, they they have no idea what they like, what they want to do. They struggle to make decisions on their own. You know, simple things um, around you know functioning on a day-to-day basis because they've always had someone else to turn to. So this is also where part of the grieving process comes in, and really making time to sit down and redefine for yourself is what do you want now with your life? What's the kind of lifestyle that you would now like to live going forward? Um, who is your support structure that you're surrounding yourself with? Um, maybe it's participating in activities and hobbies and stuff that you've stopped doing while you were in this relationship um, and potentially restarting them again to start rebuilding a relationship with yourself. Um, self-care, self-love, um, working through those things and you know, finding a way to, to rebuild that connection with yourself and that your needs are important too and self-care is important as part of this grieving process and learning to re-identify and reinvent yourself as a single person and or as a single parent. 
Now, there were two suggestions that I read up online about uh, one speaking to considering expanding your friend circle and the other speaking to trying new activities and routines out um, because your life was set in a certain structure and there was it almost feels like now there's a person missing because I'm not doing I'm doing the same thing, but it's just myself. So would you recommend those two um, and how would you speak to them? Most definitely, definitely change up your routine um, because going to the same places over and over again is going to keep reminding you of what is no longer there. So it is important to change up your environment and change up your routine and, you know, go to new shops, go to different places um, where you can start coming into your own self and being your own person. But then definitely depending on how the the friendship circles, you know, there's always going to be people that you're going to lose along the way, not necessarily because they're choosing people, but just by default of the process. So definitely putting yourself into there and creating new social circles is part of what helps you recreate your own identity and that you have a completely different social circle that um, is part of the new beginning and the new journey in your life. I think, and just lastly, to slate off the conversation, um, talk to me about the importance of working with a professional because I feel like some things need a perspective and a view that's outside you, like perhaps uh, a context where we're playing the blame game now. You know, um, What is the importance of including a professional to help you walk through this process? So as you mentioned, an, an outsider will have an objective view. They will be able to hold the mirror up to you in terms of you know, the blind points, the blind spots, it's very easy to blame the other person for what went wrong in the relationship. The reality is, is relationships don't break up overnight. They break up over time. So it's understanding what has contributed to that relationship ending and what was your role in it. You know, how did you contribute to that? Um, it's very easy to blame the other person, but what we don't realize with the word blame, the last two letters, M-E, when we blame something else or someone else, we avoid taking responsibility and accountability for our own contribution to the situation. So they can help us see different perspectives. They can help us process our emotions. They can help us understand the steps that, that led to the breakdown of the relationship. And how do we build a, a bigger level or deeper level of self-awareness that one day when we step into our next relationship, we will potentially make different decisions and do things differently to get a different outcome and result. I think that slates off the conversation for this morning. Thank you so much, Paula, for giving us more insight and and just a a deeper understanding of how to walk through this journey. And as I said in the beginning, I believe that advice such as this doesn't only sort of fit in the context of a divorce. Anything that you've married yourself to for such a long time and has proven not to work for you, I think these uh, conversations could also help in that regard. Most definitely, you know, whatever it is that you're letting go of in your life, there's a a closure process that you would need to go through for yourself to get that closure, accept that this thing happened in your life, that it's no longer there and finding a way to move forward and embrace new things in your life. Thank you again, Paula, for your time. You're welcome. Have a good day to you and the listeners. Likewise. Paula Quincy, who is a relationship expert and the author of Embracing Conflict and Embracing No, walking us through how to bounce back in life after a divorce.